welcome to another edition of Wrestling With Myself. I am your ever humble host, Chris, and let's talk about what we just saw at Crown Jewel. Um, I don't like to be negative, but I'm not happy with what they did tonight. Now, you're going to say, well, Chris, what are you talking about? There wasn't one uh, uh, face that won this match. Now you're going to say, well, Seth Rollins won. Well, I don't really consider Rollins a a face. I consider him kind of like a tweener. He's an in-between. He's a heel and a face, in my opinion. Um, but let's get into it, because I have a lot to say. Uh, let's first go with the pre-match, which was Sami Zayn versus JD McDonough. Sami Zayn won. Uh, it was a good match. Sami Zayn hasn't had a bad match in forever, in my opinion. Uh, JD McDonough did what he needed to do. You know, it was it was a it was a good match. You know, but it was a nice starter uh, to the rest of the shit show. Yes, I'm gonna call it a shit show. From here on out. Um, first match. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Um, I was under... I really thought that Drew McIntyre would win. That he would cheat to win. That's my... That was the way I figured it would go. So that his heel... Pers- so that his heel turn would, would be uh, there. And that didn't happen. So there's that. Um, I was really kind of, like I said, I was really kind of hoping that that's the way it was going to be, but it wasn't. Um, really good match, back and forth. Uh, you, Drew pretty much carried that match for most of it. Rollins just continually just skates by to win this thing. And, they, and I love... Again, I love the storytelling when you show someone with a bad appendage or bad body part and the other wrestler works it. And that's exactly what Drew McIntyre did. It started with the belly to with the belly to belly suplex on the outside and it just continued. And it was really, really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that. But then you get to the ending. And again, this is where I kind of have my issue, is that he does the claymore, and he covers, and you're like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna win, and then they kick out, and then, uh, Raw, and then Rollins does a pretty weak uh, pedigree. And gets like a two. And then Rollins somehow gets out of the way of another Claymore. And then does a enthusiastic pedigree. And then does the curb stomp. And that's how he wins. I 
it all in all, it was a decent match. I did not like it. Uh, I was really hoping Drew McIntyre would win. I really was kind of hoping he'd win, and he didn't. So there's that. Um, next up, we have the uh, we have the uh, the women's title match, the the Fatal Five Way between Zoe Stark, uh, Shayna Baszler, Nia, Jax, Raquel, and Shayna Baszler as your five combatants. Um, it was what it was. I thought for sure that that would be the easiest way to take it off of her, take that title off of her, just because it was a fatal five-way you have an 80% chance of losing that title and she somehow wins. Okay. Um, but to me, I'm like, okay, how are they going to do it? How are they going to have her lose the title? Because I thought for sure that either, cause I, if I'm a betting person and I don't, and I wouldn't bet on wrestling matches just because it's already predetermined, but still. Um, but I would have put my money on either Raquel or I would have put my money on a, either uh, Raquel, and probably not Nia just because this is her first pay-per-view since she came back, but it was either Raquel or I'd even possibly give it to um, to uh, Shayna Baszler but those two were the two uh, Zoe Stark had some decent moments she did a lot of high flying stuff I, I really enjoyed that um, Raquel Rodriguez again showing that she just might be one of the strongest women in in WWE right now. Uh, the finish was really, really wonky because you were getting a lot of finishers and then someone else would kick out and then someone would kick that person and try and cover them. And it, again, those, those fatal four ways, four, fatal five ways, they never work the right way. And especially with five combatants, it's not. It, it's a. It's a. Um, it's like a, um, juggling. You know, you're throwing all these things up, and you're just hoping that one of them is going to come down at once, so that you can continue juggling. And it just didn't work for me. Now, again, I'm I'm probably in the minority in this. Because I'm not a big fan of this entire uh, premium live event. But it was what it was. You know what I mean? And it just kind of was like, ugh. Seriously, this is what we're going to do? And then, and then Nia Jax is on the outside because Zoe Stark uh, took a dive out of the ring. And then comes back in and then Rhea Ripley 
uh, does kind of like a a riptide on her finishing move on the top rope on top of not on top of Raquel who had was covering Shayna and and then Rhea Ripley covers for the win and it was like it again it's like I don't know how they're I I hope like hell she doesn't hold on to this until WrestleMania more than likely more than likely she is which I'm not a big fan of. I don't really think that she, her uh, title reign's been that great, as I've said before. Uh, they're throwing her in every which direction. They're making her this leader, and to me, it just doesn't work. And I, I love the fact that Cody keeps on digging at Damian Priest about that in their in their whole thing, just because he's like. You should be the leader. Like, you're the man that's within a moment of cashing in and winning, and you're, and you're taking orders from her. Like, why? You know, and and to me, I just really, really kind of enjoyed, have enjoyed the way that they've been doing it, just because I think that it works on so many levels. But again, that's just me. Um. It, you know, again, it works. I just think that that's the way it kind of works, in my opinion, on the whole thing. Um, let me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to grab all of the matches on this thing, just because I can't re really remember uh, what matches were what. Give me a second. I know this is fascinating, uh, fascinating uh, podcast. That's right. The next match was Solo Sokoa versus John Cena. Again, you kind of figured who was going to win just because Solo, uh, this is Solo's first uh, singles match. Uh, for a premium live event, and I and I like the fact that they were that they kept saying that though this is his first match, and he, you know, and they talked about the fact that the only other and um, someone else that had done it was Wade Barrett, and I love the fact that Wade Barrett said, yeah, you know, I won, but only because I got help from my friend Husky Harris, who, as we know, is Bray Wyatt. So I like that. The match was really, really good. You can totally tell Cena, because Cena is Cena, and because he's been doing it for so long, he was calling this entire match. And he did a really, really good job. And I liked the fact that they did everything they, they did. Um, of course, Solo wins. I really love the fact that it took a ton of Samoan spikes to beat him. I really love that. It just kind of stinks that his final match more than likely was in Saudi Arabia. Now, again, I'm not saying, again, I'm on record as saying that I'm not a big fan of them going out there. 
look, all I'm saying is, is that I wish that his final match would have been here in the States. But with that, but with that being said, I still enjoy the fact that he, that he did win, that he did, um, that if this is the final match, then that he did what he did out there. Um, you know, he just, I mean, he was in the driver's seat for a lot of the match and then Solo would come in and do his, his own thing. And then towards the end, like Solo just drove the bus himself. Like it was a really, really good way of doing things. And then, um, the ending was really, really brutal just because like he had already done like three Samoan spikes in a row. And Cena just kept getting up. And it was just because he had worked his his uh, solo's hand for a lot of the match, so it wasn't a, a very strong Simone spike. Or at least that's the way that they were trying to tell it, but whichever. And then he's on, he's sitting up and he just hits him with like three or four, I think like maybe even five, up to five Simone spikes in a row. And then he finally covers them, and then it's just like one, two, three, and he wins. And then he immediately gets up. He immediately gets out of the ring. And then John Cena stands up uh, to salute the crowd. And it, it, it was his final match, which I, I don't exactly know if it's going to be his final match. But if it is, then, you know... Who knows? But more than likely, that was his final match. It was it, again. It was still a really, really good match. I enjoyed it. Um, I just wasn't a f it, you. You know who was gonna win. I just wasn't a fan of how it was done. Just because you know, like the brutality of all those of those was just a little too much in my opinion. But uh, again my opinion only so um uh i believe the next match was um um uh, was for the u.s title i think it was the u.s title hold on a second i like to go in order just because it's a little bit easier doing that, but then yet I cannot remember shit for shit. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, Logan Paul wins the uh, the U.S. heavyweight title. I wasn't, again, the biggest fan of it. Uh, just because more than likely, because I totally forgot that Survivor Series is in, like, in a couple of weeks. It's three weeks away. When Michael Cole said it during the broadcast, I was like, shit, that's in fucking three weeks? I was like, all right, fine, you know. Um, but then they're like, oh yeah, it's next, it's in three weeks. I'm like, wow, three weeks, shit, this year's gone by really fucking fast. Now, I, don't you hate that when other people do that? This year's gone by fast. Yeah, fucker, it has. Um, but it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, again, you can totally tell Logan Paul really loves 
wrestling. He's doing it. He's doing a great job. Um, also, kudos to him for saving uh, uh, for saving Rey Mysterio when he tried to do that springboard, and he he didn't do it far enough. And then Logan Paul was able to get underneath him and then catch him, which was amazing because who knows if Ray lands on his head, something else. So again, kudos to Logan Paul for the ring awareness for actually being able to catch Ray Mysterio. So I wanted to say that first. Again, the match was good. Um, and then, of course, one of his um, one of his associates hands him the the uh, the brass knuckles, and I was like, "Shit, really?" Like, in because there had been some people that said, "Well, they want to do maybe like a celebrity versus celebrity match," and they had talked about that maybe Bad Bunny would be out there, but. I, I heard it once, but because I had heard it once two or three weeks, about two weeks ago, right when they first announced that Logan Paul was going to take on Rey Mysterio, that was just like a quick blurb, and I had never heard it after. Uh, but his associate hands him the thing, and then um, one of Ray's associates comes out and... Um, because uh, Ray was able to do like a Hurricane Rana and Logan Paul drops the brass knucks and his friend's about ready to try and grab him and then someone else from LWO shows up and kind of, and he has him and then he puts it on the ring and then freaking Logan Paul grabs him because he's about ready to do the 619. He does that and he's about ready to do the West Coast Pomp and just as he's jumping up, Logan Paul just hits him with the right and Logan Paul is now your new U.S. champ. So uh, I don't think he's going to hold on to it for very long just because I don't think that they're going to put no titles on SmackDown. Because I, I don't think Logan Paul is really going to do like a actual week-to-week um, matches here, you know, and Roman Reigns, who knows when he's going to come back. If you believe the the wrestling uh, news and all that, we're more than likely not going to see him for the rest of the year, which is kind of irrelevant just because it's already November. So basically you're not going to see him for maybe six, seven weeks, I guess. But that's neither here nor there. And then... Again, it was a good match. And then uh, Logan Paul wins. He talks a little smack to Ray and then leaves. So who knows? I hope he's not going to be the, the champ for too long. But who, who the fuck knows? I mean, seriously. Um, next up, we, we get... Um, Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. Uh, that was a, a halfway decent match. I was okay with it. Uh, again, I'm 
I know that they, I know that the higher ups are very high on Eosky. I have no problem with that. This was one of the few matches where the heel won, and I was actually okay with it. Um, but it was a good match. It was. It was a decent. It was a halfway decent match. Um, Bianca Belair, of course, looks like a million bucks. She is an amazing athlete. We are so lucky to have her wrestling for this company because she's amazing. Io Sky again uh, wins by the by the uh, by the by the closest of margins, but she does win. So you know you can't really fault her for winning. But still. A uh, decent match, a lot of action back and forth. Bailey shows up, of course, because Bailey has to show up. Um, but then, out of nowhere, Kyrie Singh shows up, and when Kyrie Singh shows up, I was like, "Oh wow! Like she's gonna attack Bailey." Like she's gonna even the odds, and that she's gonna beat, she's gonna beat at Bailey because Bailey's the one that beat her to force her out. If you remember correctly, like almost a year or two ago, when Bailey and Sasha were still together, and that was really, really that was a good one. Uh, but I but I digress. Uh, Kyrie Singh uh, backhands uh, Bianca Belair, and then she's just hiding in the back, yeah, under uh, behind the the thing. And I thought that was really kind of cool, tiny little thing. I didn't realize on how small she was. I thought she was like my maybe five three, five four. She barely, her head was like barely above the the um, the ring. And then um, Eosky, because uh, they're about ready to count Bianca out, she comes back in at nine. She rolls, rolls in. Eosky jumps, gets off the top rope, hits her with her finishing move. One, two, three. She wins. And then Kyrie Singh and Eo both attack um, Bianca, and I love the fact that they showed her and she and and Bailey looked like she had seen a ghost and I really like that whole thing because that's going to further drive a wedge between EO and Bailey because honestly I think I think now Bailey has to turn on her cuz you can tell she wants to she wants to turn on her but she just because I think that she's waiting for Dakota Kai to come back and then she's gonna attack and then that was gonna be kind of like her way of doing things but that's beside the point so it was a good match I I enjoyed that one now we come to Cody versus um Damian Priest. I totally forgot after the Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins match, uh, um, Damian Priest was about ready to uh, cash in 
on on Rollins, and then a hooded Sami Zayn takes the uh, the briefcase and runs off into the crowd. Again, really, really enjoy that. I really need to start writing this shit down. But I digress. So uh, we finally get uh, we finally get Cody versus uh, Damian Priest. Good match. I really loved it. I love the fact that Damian Priest immediately decides to try and jump Cody before he even takes his uh, his jacket off. Good match. Very good match. Thoroughly enjoyed it. You could totally tell, like, Cody put in all everything. And and it was really, really good. Like, Damian Priest it has been really, really good recently. And I thoroughly, again, enjoyed the fact that he's been doing very, very well. Um, but one of my favorite parts is... Is when uh, is when um, Finn Balor comes down, and uh, Finn Balor kind of distracts Cody, and then tries, and then uh, there's a pinning combination that doesn't work, and then all of a sudden, Damian uh, not not Damian Priest, Finn Balor is like, "Hey, come on, Dom," and then Dom brings. Uh, the uh, the chair. So I'm immediately thinking, oh, Sami Zayn's gonna, uh, Sami Zayn's gonna try and um, stop him. And you could, and Dam, uh, uh, Damian, Jesus, uh, Dominic Mysterio needs to work on his eyes because you could totally tell as he's coming down, he keeps looking. And it's almost like he was looking to see where where Jay was, because all of a sudden, like he's coming down, and then he starts slowing down, like he's just waiting for Jay to kick him. And that was just something that I laughed about because I thought it was just really kind of funny that he just was kind of slowing down just to get kicked, and then he gets kicked, and then uh, Finn Balor comes in. Uh, he tries to jump. Uh, Jay Jay super kicks him, and then JD McDonough tries to come in, and JD McDonough gets super kicked for his trouble, and then Jay grabs the chair and runs the rest of the Judgment Day out of the ring, off the ring. So I really, again, I enjoyed it, and then um, Cody again does three does three um, of his finishers to pin uh, Damian Priest and wins. So again, I enjoyed that one. And then they did a promo that everyone that uh, is a part of uh, Peacock got to watch, which was uh, where they showed the sand and they're like, oh, for 1,100 plus days. Roman Reigns has been champion, and all he's wanted out of anybody is for them to acknowledge him. And then you come up, and then they talk about LA Knight. It was a good promo. Again, I thoroughly enjoyed it just because I thought it was a good... I thought it was good. 
So we get the now we get the announcement and everything. Shout out to Byron Saxon. He did a really good job as the ring announcer tonight. He you could totally tell he changed his voice to do it and he did a very good job. You know, I, that was a bad representation, but you get the point. Um so Ellie Knight comes out swinging, which I thought was really, really good. I like the fact that they did that just solely for the fact that he wasn't afraid of Roman Reigns. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it. And then Roman finally put gets in the little offense and he starts doing what he what he does best, which is talking to the crowd, telling him to shut up, and kind of mocking LA Knight, which again I like. I I I, I know I've said this before that I don't like it when they when uh, especially heels talk to the crowd, but Roman does it in a way where he's kind of like he's kind of uh, he's interesting when he does it, as opposed to Bailey, who is straight up fucking obnoxious the way that she talks to the fucking crowd, and but that's neither here nor there. So we we get a few things, you know, we get the match and everything, and it's and it's going really good, you know. I really enjoyed it. Now again, this is what I'm saying. I have no problem with Roman Reigns winning. We all knew he was gonna fucking win, right? Right. Here's my problem. Again. When was the last fucking time this man's won clean? When? I will wait for the answer. It's probably been when he beat Daniel Bryan uh, a couple years ago before WrestleMania or after WrestleMania when he beat him and then just speared him. To beat him, I think he did that for the um, uh, for the elimination chamber match. Again, um, but to me, that's my issue. Like, I have no problem with the heel champion. Believe me, I get it. When you've come from watching wrestling for thirty plus years you know that you're going to get heel champions. And you know that you're going to get a heel champion that doesn't exactly go by the same rules as everybody else. But I also like the fact that when you can have a heel champion that fucking just can just beat him and fucking not have anybody else with him. It's just him and his opponent, and he just beats them. And I'm not talking like a full-on massacre. I'm talking just a good old-fashioned match. And that's what I want. But you don't get that with Roman Reigns. So, again, Solo comes out to try and distract everybody. And then Jimmy comes out because that's what Jimmy does. He pulls him out because... He was going to fucking lose. And then um, 
And then he hits uh, Roman with a blunt front BFT, blunt force trauma. And Jimmy again puts his foot on the on the rope. You know what I mean? And it's like, come on. And then LA Knight decides that he's he's done with Jimmy. So he attacks Jimmy. Roman comes out, comes back to to help Jimmy. Well, not really help Jimmy, just to get him on the distraction. And then we get, and then uh, he uh, back body slams him onto the announcer table, kind of rolls out, and then gets speared by Roman. Roman, of course, decides to no-sell everything that's happened to him immediately gets L.A. Knight up and throws him back into the ring. L.A. Knight is dazed and confused because he just got speared through the uh, the barricade. And then he gets speared again by Roman for the one, two, three. And it's like... I get... I, it, it's one of those things and... I, the reason why I get upset with it is because I'm so fucking tired of hearing that, oh, he is, he is so, no one can beat him. No one can beat him. There have been plenty of other wrestlers that have been able to almost beat him. And I say almost. He is still champion. Correct? Correct. Cody almost beat him. Um... Jay almost beat him. Uh, Drew McIntyre almost beat him. Uh, Randy Orton almost beat him. Everybody has almost... There's there's at least 10 people that have almost beaten Roman Reigns. And I know I keep saying the word almost, but it just gets so fucking frustrating when it's the numbers game. So, um, if you have been reading anything on rest on the internet through wrestling, especially through Twitter or X or whatever you're calling it this week, uh, there are a lot of reports that Roman Reigns will not be wrestling again for the rest of the year, which is kind of interesting, just because I'm pretty sure, um, yeah, because he's not going to be at, at Survivor Series next year. Um, whatever the December pay-per-view is, and then we're and then we've got uh, the Royal Rumble, which is more than likely what his next um, his next pay-per-view appearance is going to be, all the way up until WrestleMania. So again, SmackDown now has two part-time wrestlers that are your champions and. I'm kind of over it, <laughs> but it is what it is, right? Uh, as I as they've said, and I just and I've been saying, the next pay per view, which is uh, Survivor Series, is is in three weeks. It's the weekend of of um, the weekend after uh, uh, Thanksgiving here in the states. So 
that would be nice have some uh, Thanksgiving leftovers while you're watching uh, Survivor Series. Uh, it, again, it's supposed to be um, war games, so if you're into the wrestling internet, go find yourself a, a William Regal gif of him screaming out war games. So That's going to be it for me tonight. Next week, I hope I'm in a better mood. Uh, we'll discuss what's the what the incoming stuff's going to be for Survivor Series. Uh, we'll find out exactly what War Games is going to be. I kind of have a feeling what I think it's going to be. I will discuss that next week. Uh, what what the hell? I might as well do it now. I have a feeling that I have a feeling this is where I'm kind of going with is that. War Games is going to be Jimmy, Jimmy Uso, and Solo Sokoa along with Finn, uh, Damian Priest, and uh, Dirty Dominic Mysterio versus, um, I think I had it, uh, Jay, Cody, Sammy, Probably, you know what? I don't know who the other two are going to be, but I do know. But in my opinion, it's going to be them. So it's going to be the rest of the bloodline along with uh, the Judgment Day versus Cody, Jay, and uh, Sammy, and two others. So I don't really know who that's going to be, but. It could be uh, Kevin Owens again, and someone else, but I don't really know. I just know three of the the faces. Um, so there's that. I put it on record, so in case I'm right, I can rub it in your face. And if I'm wrong, you can rub it in my face. All right, until then, I will talk to you all later. Have a good night. And if you're looking for me, look to the skies and follow the buzzards. Good night, everybody.